It's Tuesday, October 15, 2019. We're back. While we were out, we are a wave of change. Together and united, we are unstoppable. And if you belong to that small group of people who feel threatened by us, then we have some very bad news for you. Big developments in climate science, climate strikes, extreme weather impacts, public lands policy, pollution, pesticides, and more. All of that straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Pacific Gas and Electric shut off the electricity to a million people in case a spark from one of their wires would start a wildfire. How's that for logic? Everybody, uh, stay inside and light dozens of candles in every room, because we don't want to start a fire. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, we're back. Yes. We were gone for about a month, first time in our... 10-year history of the Green News Report that we've ever had to suspend production due to a family emergency, the passing of my father. But we are back, and we've got a month's worth of Green News that somehow you're going to fit in to six minutes. <laughs> yes, some really, really big stuff happened. Here's just a bit. The Trump administration went to war with the state of California, moving to revoke the state's decades-old special authority under the Clean Air Act, allowing it to regulate tailpipe emissions from cars and trucks. California and 23 other states are now suing. Former oil and gas lobbyist turned Trump Interior Secretary David Bernhardt issued an unprecedented withdrawal of 70 miles of protected public lands along the southern border with Mexico, exempting those lands from federal environmental laws in order to speed up construction of Trump's border wall. Construction crews have already begun bulldozing Oregon Pipe Cactus National Monument. The Trump administration proposed a rule to allow mining companies to pay even less in royalties and fees on valuable resources they extract from public lands. Because, of course, it's the public's money. Naturally, we're giving it away to private companies. In climate news, September 2019 clocked in as the hottest September on record globally, breaking the September record set just in 2016. So far this year, we've seen the hottest June, the hottest July, the second hottest August, and now the hottest September. September. Scientists with the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change issued a new report with dire warnings on how man-made global warming is rapidly changing the oceans, from accelerating sea level rise to more frequent marine heat waves killing coral reefs to ocean waters becoming more acidic so that animals like oysters can't form their shells. The report also recommended solutions to preserving the ocean ecosystem that begin with acting on climate change. Parts of Houston, Texas, were inundated by Tropical Storm Imelda, the worst storm in the state since Hurricane Harvey, and one of the wettest tropical cyclones ever recorded in U.S. history. Typhoon Hagibis, the largest storm to hit Japan in decades, over the weekend killed at least 50 people as of airtime and brought record rainfall, landslides, and flooding to Japan that overwhelmed that island nation's flood control infrastructure. And they're still fighting that one and will be for quite some time. The Trump EPA proposed new 
new regulations for reducing lead and copper in drinking water, a national public health danger exposed by the Flint water crisis. But critics say the new rules would actually slow down the replacement of the most dangerous water service lines in the United States. Why am I not surprised? On Monday, firefighters in California made headway against the biggest wind-driven wildfires raging across the parched state. Officials suggested sanctions against Pacific Gas and Electric, the state's largest electric utility, for its haphazard, badly managed shutoff of electricity to more than a million customers in Northern California. It was intended to prevent its aging equipment from igniting wildfires, but regulators say PG&E deferred critical maintenance for years, instead funneling billions to its shareholders and executives. Economic losses from the disruption could top $2 billion. Scientists warn it could be a preview of how our infrastructure is not ready for the new normal of climate change. And, of course, what good would sanctions do? They've already declared bankruptcy. They owe billions of dollars. It's time, frankly, for the state to take over that company. But there was also some good news. Millions of people around the world marched for climate action during the global climate strike in late September, the largest strike yet, inspired by Swedish teen climate activist Greta Thunberg, who excoriated leaders at the United Nations and the U.S. Congress for their failure to take action. Finally, the C40 World Summit of Mayors last week in New York unveiled a playbook outlining high-impact strategies and policies so that cities can act to decarbonize their transportation and building sectors, expand renewable energy resources, and harden their infrastructure in the face of federal inaction. The city of San Jose, California, stepped up first, voting to become the largest city in the United States to ban natural gas from most new home construction. I'm exhausted just listening to those six minutes. Well done, Desi Doyen. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find, follow, and share us on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report, because we're back. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. Yeah!